0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law it's only a
1: kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all
0: it's only pressure you got this adidas
1: Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day. Every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you reacting to another Eagles victory. 2-0 now. 34-28 over the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night football. A lot to get into. Taco will join me in a few minutes. of course... Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. I have a lot of takeaways. I know Tucker does too from the game. Um, you know, I, I think last, last Monday or this past Monday, it's been a crazy week with two games here. We focused more on the negatives and and then kind of got into the positives. Let's do the opposite here because there are some positives here. Obviously, this is not still where they want it to be. I mean, the Eagles, it doesn't look right at 2-0. and I think we can all say that. Now, dep- now, all of us react differently to that. depends on how much you care about the style points or the details of 2-0. Oh, but 2-0 oh is 2-0. And, oh. and as I heard Dick Vermeil say on the WIP Morning Show as I drove in today to Philadelphia, he said, well, there's only one 2-0 oh team in the NFL, and that's the Eagles. And Dick is right about that. He's, I mean, obviously, they're the only 2-0 oh team because they're the only team that played and won two games so far. So let's get into what happened last night. Uh, we'll start with the positives, then get to some stuff they clearly are not where they need to be in. But the positives uh, start, I think, up front on defense, and then we'll get to the offensive side. But they're getting... Super play from some of these guys up front. I mean, obviously, the two young defensive tackles continue to make plays. Jalen Carter looks like he's a star. He backed up his first game with another productive game. And how about Jordan Davis? You know, I, I was a very big fan of Jordan Davis coming out of Georgia. He was the guy I wanted the Eagles to draft two years ago. And I watched that first year, and I was sitting there saying maybe I was wrong. Because you know, I've been wrong about first-round picks the Eagles have made over the years. Some guys I've liked a lot, and it's been a bust. Some guys I haven't. They've been really good. But I wanted Jordan Davis. And I thought his, his combination of physical ability, athleticism, what he did in college, I thought it could translate. I thought it could, it could really be a force multiplier on the defense with the numbers game if he controls the run game. And I thought, heck, if he just progresses a little bit of a, a pass rusher and you keep him on the field on third down a little bit, he's worth the pick. I mean, the nine last night, he's on the field, and he pushes that pocket right into Kirk Cousins. I think they're getting big-time play. They're stopping the run way better this year than they did last year early on. That's a positive. And Josh Sweat is the Eagles' best pass rusher right now. I mean, bar none. He's their best edge rusher. Hassan reddick has been mostly invisible for the first two games and not really sure why. Maybe it's the hand. Maybe he can't grip and pull and move and whatever with the club on his hand. But uh, he hasn't been very good. Brandon Griss, but just okay. Um, Barnett gets more snaps than I think he should. Nolan Smith really hasn't made an impact at all yet since uh, the NFL regular season started. Maybe he's still dealing with the shoulder, but Josh Sweat has been phenomenal uh, off the edge. I mean, last night he basically wrecked that game all by himself. Pressure after pressure, the strip sack, which really kind of got the game to a level where you knew the Eagles were going to win. They started to really build that lead, even though that first half was choppy That second half. I mean, last night the offense was not good. The offense early was couldn't get itself anything. I mean, they were just stuck in mud in the passing game. But then on that side of the football, to run the football the way they did last night was just remarkable. And DeAndre Swift was really good. I mean, you could tell there was like an extra pep in his step. But a local kid coming home didn't get much of an opportunity week one, and they got the opportunity week two. He ran well. I mean, that's one of the best rushing games we've seen from an Eagles back in a long long time. I think McCoy's the last guy to have that many yards in a game and the offensive line deserves credit. Swift deserves credit. I I give Brian Johnson and Nick Sirani some credit because clearly the pass game is still a very big work in progress and they came out wanting to throw and it really wasn't working much. It reminded me of 2021 that this pass game has reminded me of 2021 a, a little bit here the first couple of weeks, but they leaned on what they could still do well, which is run the football and I thought last night you saw the difference in talent versus the New England defense and and Minnesota. They both tried similar things, a lot of zero blitzes, you know, those kind of coverages in the back end, that confused Jalen Hurts, and it worked in the passing game a little bit, a little bit. The Eagles did hit some more shot plays in this game compared to week one. The difference was New England had better people up front to stop the run when the Eagles tried to do that. They shut that down, too. Minnesota just didn't, and the Eagles realized that about midway through the second quarter, like, screw it. Let's just run the football, and then that 16-play drive with 13 runs, run after run after run, and a couple of things. One, Swift was a good trade by Howie Roseman. Two, it, it just brings us back. After watching the first two weeks, I just, like, to everyone out there who wanted Bijan John Robinson and wanted to use a top pick on B. John Robinson, you know, versus the idea of, of what they obviously did, which was get a premium position, a guy like Jalen Carter. Like, just. Think about that now. They have Jalen Carter for the next four or five years at a, a relatively very cheap rate, and it looks like he could be a superstar in the NFL. Meanwhile, as we talked about a lot during the draft process, I just think you could put a, a good back with a pulse back there behind that line of scrimmage, and it will work. The Eagles are going to run for 2,000 yards again this season with a, a variety of backs, and you know, will it be Swift every week? I mean, people now are going to probably jump on the train that Swift's the lead guy. He's the next McCoy. He's going to be as good as Miles Sanders or better as an Eagle. I, I I'm not ready to go there yet. We'll see. Swift's had some big games in his career, and for whatever reason, he can't sustain or hasn't sustained or didn't with the Lions. So, I, I today Swift did a good job, and he deserves credit. But today is about the the scheme, the offensive line, and the the thought process behind how to build a running game here. They don't need superstar backs. It's why when the Jonathan Taylor thing pops up again in two or three weeks when he gets back on the field before the trade deadline, no, they don't need it. It's why the Bijan thing didn't make sense. No, they don't need it. So the run game last night, phenomenal. Now, the other side of things, of course, is the pass game. And the Eagles pass game last night, again, was very choppy. Um, I think they adjusted a little bit. It was better later. But Jalen Hurts and Kirk Herbstry last night really pointed it out well, just was confused, didn't seem like he's confident in what he's doing out there. Coverages are confusing him more this year than last year. He's also missing some throws he can make. Um, I don't think he's throwing the football his best. But th- the biggest issue right now is not Jalen Hurts' ability to make throws, it's his, his decision making. That's become the biggest issue so far the first couple games of the season when to run, when to stay in the pocket where, you know, where the defense is going to be moving, where he thinks he's going to have an opening. He's not seeing the field particularly well. I mean, that's, it's just clear through the first couple games of the season. And there's even been plays where it feels like, all right, so he's choosing to be a little more patient. He's choosing not to force something. He did force something on the interception, but when he does that, and then the pressure comes a little bit, he's either bailing from the pocket or trying to step up. And it just, it just feels like this entire passing game is one step behind. They're so good. They're so talented that you know if they have a full game, they should be able to hit a couple shot plays. Last night they hit two shot plays. One went for a touchdown uh, to Devonte. The other one could have hurts under him a little bit. But I watched the replay on that a couple times. He did have some pressure coming like by his legs. So I'm not. I'm not, not going to rip him for under the first one at Devonte. The second one was his best throw of the season so far. Jordan Hicks bearing down pressure stood there, knew the hit was coming and delivered a great ball down the field. So they're going to hit a couple shot plays a game against average or below average defenses. It's just, it's a slog. They can't get the pass game where they want it to go. AJ Brown is frustrated obviously uh, right now. And, and they, and this, look, the Eagles could win a bunch of games against the Vikings and the Patriots and the Bucks and commanders like this, but there's going to be a stretch that's about to start you know, and we'll see if the Rams are for real or if Week One was just a really big fluke. But the stretch is either going to start with that Rams game early October or after that Rams game, where they're going to go up against a combination of outstanding defenses and or just complete teams. And the Jets right now, obviously in Week, I said be Week Six, that counts as the outstanding defense. I don't know if they could move the football at all with Zach Wilson, but then it's the dolphins who look like a team. I mean you're going to have to score to beat the dolphins. We saw what they did last week and what they've done with two is healthy. Then it's the commanders again, they could get through that. But then we know the stretch whether, you know, it's Dallas, it's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, it's the Niners, it's Dallas, it's Seattle. They can't win the majority of those games with the passing game they have now. They just can't. They'll be able to beat the bad teams and they might be able to get off to a 4 or 5 and 0 start, maybe 6 and 1, you know, whatever it's going to be through the first couple months of the season. They'll be able to do that they could have a very pretty record through the first two months before we get to that tough stretch. But they need to figure things out as they're winning games. That That's the good news. They're winning games right now in the midst of this. But the passing game, it's just choppy. A.J. Brown's frustrated, and it just feels like teams have, have figured out a way to slow this thing down. Now it's on the coaches to adjust, and it's on Jalen Hurts to see what is being thrown at him a little bit better because it just feels like he's He's a step behind. Last year, they were always a step ahead. He's a step behind. The interception was poor last night. He can't take that sack. I mean, he took a couple sacks, actually, and they were pushed at a field goal range at one point in the third quarter. It just, it can't happen. I mean, that's, he should be progressed beyond that. And if it means throwing the football away, just getting out of the pocket and spiking it or throwing it away, you know, obviously avoid attention to grounding. He's got to do it. We'll get Tucker up here. The secondary and the 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 back end of the defense—they've got issues right now, um, and it's it's mostly injury-related. I and mean, when you lose Bradbury and you lose Maddox and you lose Blanketship, you're going to have some holes. I mean, at one point, Mario Goodrich is on Justin Jefferson. It's just it's not going to work. So they are fortunate through two weeks that they've had some well-timed turnover luck—the Jefferson ball flying out of bounds by the the you know the pylon, because you know you change a little bit, just a, a moment here, a moment there, a fumble here, fumble there. And the Patriots and the Vikings probably both put up 30 plus on them. And the Vikings put up 28. It could have easily been 35 if Jefferson didn't the ball over the pylon and the Patriots, you know, got to 20, but that could have been 27 if not for just inches here and there. So the defense probably is in people's good graces right now. I don't, think they look particularly good. It's just they're, they're making plays. So will we take a playmaking defense over a good one? Yeah, last year they had a good one and a playmaking one. So this year, I think it's a little smoke and mirrors uh, with the, the upfront guys really carrying the day. And the last thought I have before we get all Tucker's takes here is Al Michaels is just so washed on the broadcast. It, it's painful to watch. It is sad to watch a great be as poor as Al Michaels is right now. He's just, he called it the vet. He called it the vet last night. They haven't played there in 20 years. Tucker, what did you take away from another Eagles victory, even though it's obviously not as good as I think they want it to be right now? Yeah, I don't know if anyone's satisfied with, with the victory.
0: I think they, they played better, and and I thought their ability to just turn it over to the run game uh, offensively was probably the, the best thing Brian Johnson has done so far through two games. I just – this team isn't going to win anything without a passing game, but it's good that you at least understand that things aren't working right now. Because I just don't think Jalen Hurts has really played good football. Like he he, you know, threw that interception early, but he hasn't made a ton of mistakes. He started to figure things out in the second half, but he also averaged like 2.9 yards per carry. His rushing attack has been pretty, pretty, pretty bland, pretty boring so far. But I mean, shout out to Brian Johnson and that coaching staff for realizing that DeAndre Swift was having a day and just feeding him and and defensively the the young defensive tackles are, are just a, a sight to behold it, it, it's fun watching them like i, I wasn't high uh, on jordan davis last year i wasn't high on him coming into this year I, I didn't think he was necessarily a guy who could be a three down defensive tackle and through two games i i, I look wrong like that he he's been great he he arguably has been their best player on defense and when you see kind of the the issues they've had in the secondary, you need to have those. I mean, Kirk Cousins ate them up last I mean, night. Three hundred sixty-four yards, four touchdowns, and posted a quarterback rating of one twenty-five. Luckily, because the Eagles held the ball for thirty-nine minutes, it didn't necessarily matter. And, and the Vikings fumbled four times. I think three or all of them came in the first half. That that helped the Eagles build that twenty-seven to seven lead. So it, it kind of put him in a hole that that wasn't necessarily his doing, but. I worry about the back end of this defense tremendously and you know, the front seven, I, I think has played well. They haven't been getting home as much as they did last year, um, but they've been pressuring quarterbacks quite a bit. The one guy who hasn't is Hassan Reddick, the guy who, you know, was maybe hinting that he wanted a new contract, hinting that he was underpaid. There are two games. I've yet to see him do anything on the field. And I like Hassan Reddick. We went to temple together. You got to show up and do something. Like if you want to get paid, if you want a new contract, I'm all for it. Go out and get the money. But, yeah, you got to show up on the field, dude, because through two weeks, I mean, he's getting swallowed by every right tackle he's gone up against so far.
1: I mean, the, part, the other part is they're not big time right tackles. I mean, he hasn't gone up against great players at right tackle. I mean, the Patriots had a backup in. I mean, the, the O'Neal's, you know, the right tackle for the Vikings. We're not talking about all pro kind of players here or players at a Pro Bowl level. So, yeah, Reddick has been very quiet through the first couple weeks. And last one, and I, you know, I'm used to this now. I think we all should be used to this. It, I saw a lot of people just very excited about what Devonte did last night. And it was a great catch on the underthrown ball by Jalen Hurts. But I expect this. Devontae Smith is an outstanding receiver. I mean, he's shown this now to be a top you know, 15 or 20 guy in the league. And I'm not surprised when he makes plays. I'm, I'm not. So big night for Devontae. He made some very, very big catches. And it kind of the, the big chunk plays they needed, explosives, as the Eagles call it. Though I'm not surprised when he does it. So the Eagles have a long break now. Before they play week three Monday night football, they open about a six and a half point favor. We'll see what the Bucs do on Sunday. If the Bucs lose to the Bears at home, I mean, that goes back over a touchdown. If the Bucs win and go 2-0, and oh, who knows? We may have a five and a half or six point road favor for the Eagles in week three. We got a while for that, though. And the Eagles have a lot to dissect, almost a mini buy to figure out what went wrong or what's not the good in this past game. But 2-0, and oh, it's a good start for a team that needs every win they could get to win the NFC's and try to get that by again. Appreciate everyone listening, watching, subscribing to WIP Daily. Have a great weekend. NFL picks will be on the feed for you for the weekend coming up. Thanks so much for listening and watching. We'll talk soon on WIP Daily.